Welcome back to another episode of the Dan Cable Presents Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the program. Once again, if this is your first time listening, thanks for checking out the show. You can find fresh episodes coming at you every Friday. And if you want to help support the podcast, you can do so by clicking subscribe on iTunes and clicking write a review, giving the podcast five stars if you feel like it is deserving of so. And that will help propel the podcast into the tops of the iTunes charts, which will uh, help strangers find the podcast and give it more visibility on the national and international level. It is a free way to uh, support this thing and a great way to contribute to the sustainability and the growth of the show. I appreciate the hell out of all the people that have already taken the time to do so. Appreciate the fuck out of you for just checking out the show. And uh, you can also check out the Dan Cable Presents YouTube channel, which features a bunch of in-studio performances and live show performances. There's like 150 videos up there of uh, music of all genres. So be sure to check that out and click subscribe there to uh, find out when new videos hit the feed. And DanCablePresents.com is the central location to find everything going on. And at DanCablePresents on Instagram is where to follow me on the, the social medias. And always trying to share new music there and uh, upcoming guests or uh, plugging the week's episode and uh, other quarantine nonsense is also occurring there as well. So check all that out. We got episode 207 coming at you. Return guest on the show, Haley Johnson. I got to uh, I got to chat it up with Haley on the phone, which was cool. Been trying to trying to do some of these uh, these quarantine podcasts, you know, trying to link up with people on the phone and uh so i don't have to uh go visit anybody at the moment so it was uh it was cool to get to to chat it up with haley so stoked to uh stoked to get into that conversation you should uh definitely go back and listen uh to haley's first appearance on the show which is uh I believe like 125 or somewhere in that range. So it should still be available on the iTunes or wherever you're listening to it from. Um, that was definitely one of my favorite episodes. And we got into a lot of uh, Haley's musical background and how she got into playing tunes on that episode. And uh, we kind of, you know, skipped over all of that this time around and, and just caught up about current times, checking in, seeing how she's dealing with the uh the lockdown that we're on here in Oregon officially now doing the uh the shelter in place thing or the the stay home thing is on official order unless you're at some necessary business and uh food is a necessary business at this point so I'm still 
I'm still going to the the bakery on a a regular basis. Hours are a little bit shorter, but it's kind of a trip. We do this no contact thing. We don't allow anybody in the store, so I feel like hopefully we're doing it in the safest way possible with while being able to uh maintain business there, but uh days have definitely been cut shorter, so I've definitely had a uh, a lot more free time myself as well, and uh, but it was fun to catch up with Haley and get to hear about uh, this this rad year that she had in 2019. Lots of cool opportunities um, came her way, and a lot of a lot of stuff that she uh, she hustled for seemed to uh, fall into place. So it was nice to get to uh, to hear some of those stories. She's definitely been very busy since the last time um i had the opportunity to to talk with her and uh you should definitely search Haley johnson on youtube you will find a lot of uh a lot of videos from live performances there's a there's a doug fur performance of uh a weekend is up there like a full band performance which is rad and there's a bunch of pretty recent banana stand sessions, which is a, a cool production company that is out of Portland, Oregon, and they do a bunch of great work with the the local scene. So um, definitely check out the banana stand ones. They did it from Strum Guitars, which is a really cool guitar shop here in Portland that puts on shows. And um, there's a so there's a few videos from that, which are very cool. And um, there is also... A video, like the newest thing that got put out was the Cinderella video. And we're going to kick the episode off with the Cinderella track from Haley's Golden Days record. And we'll get into that momentarily. But the, the Cinderella video is uh, is quite good. And uh, Haley is just a, a very inspiring person. And... It's very cool to see someone really leaning into the things that make them happy and and chasing down their dreams and and seeing good things happen to someone that is doing that and she is such a killer songwriter and uh really just seems to to work her ass off at at doing the thing that she loves so I hope that uh I hope that she gets to get back to doing that soon and uh continues to find sanity during this uh this time of quarantine and i'll put all the links in the episode notes so you can follow along with uh with Haley if you dig what you hear and uh you know you can throw her some support you can buy one of her her vinyls or you know maybe check out a t-shirt She's also, uh, if this gets up in time, she'll be doing this live stream tonight on the release day of this podcast, March 27th. She's doing a live stream in celebration of uh, her new record that's coming out today, which is uh, these these live sessions that she did at the uh, the famous Abbey Road Studios in London. So she's got this live from London record coming out today so check that out on all the streaming services definitely going to be featuring a uh, a couple tracks off of that later on in the episode so look forward to that but uh 
yeah, this was uh, a super rad chat that I got to have with Haley over the phone. It was nice to uh, connect with her and talk with uh, talk with somebody and uh, get a sense of, of what they're feeling around these times of, of quarantine and this wild coronavirus and kind of this... Uh, this unprecedented time that none of us have ever really experienced anything like this. And I know everybody's kind of just bearing down and hopefully doing their best to get through it and doing their best to stay home and, um, fighting those urges to, to be around people. But, uh, we're doing our best, man. And, uh, like I said, stoked. I got to have this chat with Haley and, um, hope you enjoy this conversation. Haley had some cool stories to share and uh, stoked to share some of her music on this episode. Definitely one of my favorite songwriters from here in Portland, Oregon. So uh, definitely check out all the tunes that she has up, especially that Golden Days record. So good. It sounds amazing. And uh, like I said, lots of video content to, to check out as well. And uh, we're going to get into things. We're going to get into episode 207 with Haley Johnson. Can't stress the importance of those iTunes reviews enough and uh, what it does for the growth of this show. So please take the the couple minutes to do that if you can. And uh, we're going to kick it off with a track off that Golden Days record. This is called Cinderella. Let's do the damn thing. I've had three cups of coffee and I'm on my fourth again Forgot to take the trash out, this week's fell into the brim The spider's on the ceiling and they're watching me get by I'm standing on the sidelines tonight When I wake up Run the wash and clean the wine up off the rug Yeah, I'm a fired up Cinderella Just trying to, just trying to keep up Yeah, I'm dying to, I'm dying to be someone I've seen my mother smile I've heard my father crack a joke through all his aches and pains All to keep the lights on for my brother and I Just knowing it'll be alright But when I wake up I'll run the wash and clean the wine up off the rug I'm a fired up Cinderella Just trying to, just trying to keep up Yeah, I'm dying to, I'm dying to be someone Stomach churns We 
done a lot since since the last time we had one of these hangs it's probably been like a year and a half or so since we has uh, it been that long yeah it's crazy you were like episode like 125 or something and i'm at like 207 now so it's been oh, shit. it's been a while and the last time we we talked you were uh you were just releasing the first few singles from golden days it mm-hmm. wasn't quite out yet um so you've done you've done quite a bit since then and you were uh you had just done like maybe a shorter run with Big Wild but you hadn't gone out for any of the the long time ones yet. Yeah, last year this last year was probably the craziest year of my life. Good good and bad. Uh it was yeah, it was an it was an incredible year up until up until now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've uh, <laughs> you've definitely been busy. And I definitely would like to, you know, focus on some of the positive stuff that has happened uh, for you this last year. But now we are in this wild time of having everything kind of suspended. So what I don't know, you're you're just uh, one of those people that I think of when I think of the people hurting right now, the the full time musicians that I have gotten to uh, meet over the course of doing this thing. And it seems like you've been working your ass off to really build momentum for what you're doing and and now everything kind of comes to a halt so how are you dealing with this situation with everything kind of coming to a halt so you know it's been it kind of feels like i've lost all sense of time and like what even was happening before all this happened you know like it, i feel like it's this this time warp I'm experiencing where I'm just trying to get through the day every day and I'm trying to make the most of it and I'm trying to find ways to to keep busy and to to stay active with my you know and engaged with my fans and and engage with my family and my friends and um it it's been really interesting trying to navigate uh feeling like is it even relevant to to talk about music right now or like what am I even supposed to do? And it's been hard for me to even get creative juices flowing. I've had to really push myself to even get into that zone because I just feel like weirdly numb uh, about everything. Like numb in the sense that it, I, you, do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I, I think I understand what you're saying. Like, is there, does it feel weird to be worrying about like your music career when things are going on like this that maybe are more significant, like people falling ill and and dying and stuff like that? Is that the hard part as far as like being able like to talk about it with people and just not wanting to look selfish at this time? 
I definitely have felt that. Of yeah, of course. And um, but it's one of those things where I've kind of gone back and forth by being like, well, it's it's also a great time for music, and it's a great time to be giving um, to be giving that gift. Uh, but in a way when there's like a monetary thing attached to it or when it is like my career, I've, I've battled a little bit with, with feeling like annoying about it or, um, because what's happening right now is so much bigger than my struggles personally with my, my business. And, you know, it's just, it's a global thing. And I think we're all just trying to find ways to, to stay sane and not fall into a deep dark depression and like I I've been I've definitely gone through waves of just I've I've stopped everything I'm doing and just started sobbing or I've just kind of been like a little bit manic in a sense too just like moving so fast and just trying to find things to distract me and so but I've also been getting up every morning and like doing yoga and like kind of trying to keep some um some stability in my life and some structure yeah so you're not like sleeping till 3 p.m every day and shit like that <laughs> yeah yeah like I have a couple things that I do every day that kind of that keep me grounded but it's you know it's hard to do that throughout an entire 12 plus hour day and I imagine that a lot of people are are struggling with that who are so used to having a place to go and a structure to their day and I will say that for me, because I've been working from home, you know, for the past year and a half or two years, it's not so hard for me to 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 acclimate to that. I've kind of had to learn how to to build my own structure. But when I know that I don't have any shows coming up to prep for, there's it kind of there's like a different kind of like drive behind what you do when you wake up, you know. Yeah. Is uh. Was there any part of, of you in the beginning that was kind of enjoying things slowing down a little bit just because you have been going so hard and been out on the road so much this last year? Man, you know, I came home from tour on March 1st for about, you know, I was gone for six weeks and I came home and laid super low for like a week and a half. I was just like, I don't even really want to see anybody yet. Like, I literally just want to be in one spot and just, you know, just chill, just chill for a while and, and not go too crazy. And then as soon as this shit started, I was like, I'm ready to go party. (laughs) I'm ready to go. I'm ready to have people over. Like, let's do it. Like I'm ready to be social again. And I was like, fuck. (laughs) Okay. Um, so, you know, it's okay. I, I, I realized that maybe if I'm looking at it optimistically, maybe I did need more time to to zone in on myself and I don't know. It's I think everybody can find a way to to look at the bright side of it, even though it's an incredibly dark happenstance. You know, it's you can you can listen to the news all day and worry about it or you can find ways to to make the most of of the time that you have. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely like a serious thing, but you can definitely create your own hysteria by watching the news all day and just seeing numbers rise and whatnot. Yeah, it's it's rough. And I've 
I don't know. I think I did that maybe a couple days and I was just like, this is too much. I, I don't I don't need all of this in my head. Right. But I want to be start informed. just like obsessing about it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, trying to remain informed a bit, too. So I'm not stupid to what is actually happening. Exactly. It's it's totally a balance. And I've had a couple FaceTime chats with like friends, like, a you know, like a big Zoom group chat where a bunch of my girlfriends, like music girlfriends, have just gotten on the phone together and just talked about how we're feeling and like how each of us are dealing with it throughout the day. And uh, yeah, I think everybody, including you and, and me, just we're all kind of trying to find that balance of of uh, just how to how to cope in such an intense time, but also stay informed. Yeah, absolutely. And it seems like, I don't know, of course, the the creative people have uh, figured out ways to try to uh, keep some things going. Like I've seen some cool little online music festivals have started to pop up, mm-hmm. which has been very cool. And hopefully yeah. people are supporting those and, um, you know, finding ways to, to tip the artists and whatnot and realize that people are losing not only their ticket sales every night, but their their T-shirt sales and their record sales too at those shows. Yeah, it's it's crazy because we were we were about to enter into like the most busy time of year for artists, like spring summer. Uh, that's like prime time. That's it's completely devastating for so many people right now. And uh, yeah, I it's. It's it's tough. For sure. Um, have you also just acclimated to the road life pretty well the last year since you've been out so much? Like, is it just something that you you crave to do now after you're home for a week or two? I think I'm I'm starting to feel like I'm, I miss it again. I, I think this last tour that I did, the last two tours I did... Um, they were the longest tours I've ever done. So by the end of it, I was like, oh, my God, I am <laughs> I'm ready to go home. Uh, and, you know, the, the the one that I did in November with Big Wild, um, it, we we were out for six weeks on a tour bus. And in that situation is it's a little different for me because it's not so much work on my end as it is when I'm out playing my own stuff on my own. Uh, it's it's quite a bit more cush on the road with him because he's got a bigger team and you know a bigger budget. Um, but it's still a grind, you know. It's it's still like a weird life to be living, to be traveling every day like that. And then this Europe tour was six weeks, and I had a show almost every day. Like I I hardly had a night off, and I was so exhausted. And so in in a way, I've been grateful to to really have some time to catch up on just my mental health and physical health but it man yeah it's it's such a thing that we need to do as musicians is to play in front of people and I was really looking forward to some of these shows I had coming up it's a bummer (laughs) absolutely um how did you uh how did the big wild thing come about for you to start playing bass in that band? So 
Man, yeah, I guess we haven't talked in a long time. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the Big Wild thing was pretty crazy. Um, I was a fan of his for quite a few years before we had gotten connected. And we got connected through Moray Amasa, as you and sure a lot of people know of. Incredible singer-songwriter Absolutely. in town. And she got asked to play guitar, lead guitar for his project and sing backup vocals. And they just happened to be looking for one more singer. And she told me about it and I was like, no fucking way, Big Wild. <laughs> like I, I freaked out. She's like, I'd never heard his music. And I was like, are you serious? <laughs> and I was, I was like, well, just like, I was like, well, if they happen to need anybody, you know, like, let me know. And she's like, actually they do. And so the day that I left for that first Europe tour back in, January 2019, um, I was at the airport and Morea texts me and she goes, Haley, they need a, they need you to send a voice memo, like basically an audition recording <laughs> of you singing some like soprano notes. And I was like, uh, I'm boarding my plane to Europe in like 20 minutes, but I guess I can go like find a bathroom. <laughs> and so I found the farthest terminal that I could that had like nobody in it just empty and I went to a bathroom stall and took like five minutes to sing part of the song they want they wanted to hear and went back and jumped on my plane and I landed in Germany that night and had to drive four hours to the first city I was playing and uh, I got a call from his manager uh, on on my way there and he's like hey Haley so we'd love to have you great voice yeah um do you actually also play bass? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> totally. I play bass, yeah. I, I did not play bass at the time. I, in fact, had never played a bass or picked one up for more than like two minutes. And so the next day, the, night, the, the next day and the first night of my show, um, I went and bought a bass nice. for 100 euros. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I pretty much just had time to practice like after my shows and on the Autobahn on the way to the gigs. And that is all how it happened. And I, I came home from tour for two days and then I jumped on the road with, with Big Wild for a month. That's fucking wild. What was that it, uh, yes. transition like for you to, to learn how to play bass? Did it come pretty naturally? Well, it was really weird at first bass everyone's like oh if you play guitar you can play bass like true but people don't talk about how drastically different like everything is about it like yes it has the same kind of uh layout as as a as a guitar with less strings and so if you know how to if you know your scales you'll be good at bass but the strings are way thicker <laughs> you got to you're using your fingers differently. Like it's a whole new muscle memory and and relearning of dexterity when you're playing the bass. And so, and the bass I bought was super shitty, so it was really hard to play. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 fret the or the what do you call it the the bridge was just super high, so it was really hard to push down on the strings, which I guess was good. Yeah, hopefully that run. paid off for you, right? When you got on something <laughs> a little bit nicer. Yeah, yeah. So it was a really fun challenge, and I love to play bass now. It's 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 a really fun instrument. And and the other thing is, when you're like a a rhythm 
guitar player, you're not playing in the spaces that the bass is playing. You're in the pocket. And I had to figure out what the fuck the pocket was. <laughs> <laughs> it was not easy to find at first. <laughs> so you basically so. come home from Europe and then jump on that bus. Is there even a rehearsal that takes place before that first show? Yeah, we had to fly to Arizona and we had like uh, three days of full rehearsals or something like that. So were you pretty nervous to get in the room then? Kind of still fake <laughs> faking your way through telling him that you, that you played bass? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I, I think I ended up telling him at one point. I was like, so just so you know, I just learned this instrument. And he's like, oh, like not to freak you out. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be fine. <laughs> But the other, the other crazy thing, the the other crazy thing about learning or joining that band is, you know, I'm so used to kind of being on the purest route where I, I have play with a live band or I play by myself and I'm kind of just that is what it is. And with his show, I got in ears, I've got a click track, and there's all this shit going on, like lights and people are on drugs in the audience, and it's like this whole different experience of performing than what I'm used to so it wasn't even just learning the the parts but just being in a completely different live music situation yeah completely different space where all these people are just coming to party and dance music yeah yeah it's really fun to watch it's really fun people watching I will say (laughs) (laughs) um being that it was so different do you still feel like you you take a lot away from that and apply it to your live show somehow, even though it's a completely different space? I think so. Uh, I feel like I, I've gotten a lot more comfortable on stage since being with Big Wild. I'm, I'm not front and center and, and talking or even singing much, but I, 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 it's still a level of just feeling comfortable in your own body in front of so many people. And, you know, I got to be up there dancing and kind of shaking my hips or whatever (laughs) sometimes. Getting people hyped. Yeah, getting people hyped and jumping up and down. And it kind of just, I I remember going up on stage, like, when I first started performing, like, back in 2012, and just being stiff as a fucking board and just not knowing what to do with my hands when I didn't have a guitar and just... All these things that you don't think about um, that you eventually break out of when you're forced into situations that challenge you to look comfortable. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And it's also kind of so. nice for you then, too, to, to get to just be a role player in a band and not have to be the one making all the decisions and whatnot. Yeah, I will say it is a nice break from having all the responsibility. Um it, it's definitely, I have never been in another band before besides, well, that's not true. I guess I w- have been in a couple bands, but this is my first like real other band yeah. <laughs> that I've ever yeah been in. So it's, I enjoy it. I enjoy supporting somebody else's passion and, and I love that I love the music too. It's like, I'm, I'm happy to be supporting something that I really enjoy and just watching their career um, blossom and it's it's really cool to be a part of something like that 
is it a nice reset for you too when you go back to your own thing and and you're kind of playing these more intimate spaces just you on the stage yeah totally i it, it honestly at times makes me really miss that kind of connection with the audience um it, it is really refreshing um when i got to go on this year this last year up tour after touring with big wild because it was like oh yes this is this is how i really like to connect like this is what feeds my soul you know yeah, absolutely. So. Did you find uh cuz you did two Europe tours then in 2019? Uh so I did 2019 winter and then I did 2020 winter. Okay. Was it uh did you hit a lot of the same places when you went back this last time? Yeah, uh I went back to a lot of the same cities, but I branched out. Probably about I want to say 40% was going back to the same places and the rest was going like I'd never been to Denmark before I'd never played in the Netherlands or uh Italy or yeah so it was there were a lot of new places and new ground that was covered was there it was was there any spots that that particularly surprised you as far as like crowds that came out or the reception that people gave you yeah Germany is always amazing, like almost pretty consistently the the gigs I have there um are 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 full for the most part but uh Denmark, I wasn't so sure uh my first gig was in Copenhagen, and it was like in this tiny little tiny little bar, and it was like a songwriter night, and it was just like packed with all these young people and it was and everybody still sat and listened, and they were really attentive and responsive and and then I played this other place called Dexter in uh the city called Onz or maybe it's Onze I don't know it's spelled like Odense but it sounds nothing like that um <laughs> uh, and it was just like this I couldn't believe it like sometimes I look back at that and I just feel really lucky that these people who have never heard me like came like sold out an entire like 200 people like just i don't get it but (laughs) (laughs) yeah so denmark was a was a really nice surprise that's very cool yeah and uh before you took off for europe you did some dates with joseph uh yeah that was that would have been last the after the last europe tour okay or the last yeah last night 2019 and did you meet them when they did that Revolution Hall show and had a bunch of you sing on stage with them, or did you know them prior to that? I, I've i known the Joseph sisters for... Actually, they're some of the first people that I met in Portland when I started to do music. Um, I met them in 2012 or 13, and I kind of stayed connected with uh, one of the sisters, Natalie, um, over the years and, uh, kind of, you know, kept a, kept a a peer friendship, peer friendship. What does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, yeah. Anyway, we kept in touch and I was just so amazing. I, I, the second that I heard those girls saying, I was like, Oh shit, there, there they go. (laughs) Like they're going to, they're going up, up, up. And I just am so stoked and proud of them. And so it's, it's such an honor to, to get to go on the road with them last year. 
Yeah, that's very fucking cool to like kind of get to see them rise as people that you knew and they're yeah. crushing it and then Dude. they invite you to go out on tour with them. Yeah, it was like crazy how I found out too because I was in Switzerland and we were staying with a like just with a somebody who was housing us as their guest and um, I was taught literally in the middle of a conversation with my, my friend Johnny, who was traveling with me. And I was like, Johnny, shit, man, like, I don't know what I'm going to do when I get home from this tour. Like, I don't, I don't have anything besides this like big wild thing, which is amazing. Like, I don't have anything after that. Like, I, I, I'm always stressing like months in advance when you're self-employed, you kind of have to be. (laughs) Yeah. You got to always know what's going on next. Yeah, and I was just like, I just don't know what I'm going to do. And literally, my phone rang, and it was Natalie. And she was like, hey, we're going on tour in spring. Do you want to come with us? And I was like, no fucking way. How cool. (laughs) So it just was a very serendipitous year, you could say. Is that uh, another tour that you took a lot from, just watching them perform every night and getting to hang with them? Yeah, I mean, they're they're some of the chillest girls you'll ever meet. They're professional. They're they're sweet, kind, and funny, and uh, and they just go out on stage every night and completely kill it. And they're not even like I feel like for me, I get a little bit like uptight sometimes before a show, or I overthink things. And when I saw them, they were just like they didn't make it seem like it was this, like it was this life or death thing. They just kind of went out and then were completely themselves. And I think you have to be really solid in your craft to be able to do that, to kind of just, you could, you could just sense that they're super free. You know, the going on stage is just like walking into a grocery store in a way. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just like, oh, hey, guys, you know, and then they just fucking make everybody cry. And you're like, what the hell was that? <laughs> How did you do that? <laughs> they and don't need they don't need like 10 minutes before the show to like br- do deep breathing and like. Settle no, in. They're, they're like just like ready to do it. They're like drinking tequila and wine. And I'm and I'm just like, <laughs> I can't drink before shows. <laughs> and that they weren't like getting drunk, but just like a drink to to warm up and for sure just not just like not worrying about it yeah yeah they're not worried about it and it was really refreshing to to see that and just yeah yeah definitely um, definitely learned a lot on that tour too yeah i met natalie like maybe a a year and a half ago or so um through isabeau she had isabeau had um Myself and Natalie and a couple other local music people judged the Canby High School Talent Show one year. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I remember that. (laughs) And uh, I was, my buddy Tyler was doing it too. And they were just like, hey, that's, that's, that's the girl from Joseph, dude. (laughs) That's Natalie. It's like, oh, tight. And she was uh, incredibly sweet. Very cool person. And, uh, that's such a, a cool opportunity that you got to go cruise on the road with them for a bit. Yeah, it felt like uh, it's it was one of those things where I was I have looked up to them for so many years that it was kind of one of those full circle moments of just like I don't know it was 
it was a bucket list thing to to go on tour with them, and they're just so sweet and kind to me and supportive. So I'm very grateful for them. Very, very cool. Yeah. And your your Golden Days record came out after we talked, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it's very fucking cool. Thanks. Definitely encourage people to pick up one of those those cool golden vinyls that you uh, you put out. You know. Heck yeah! I have so many. I have so <laughs> many boxes. I'm looking at them right now. Please buy them. This is a great time. <laughs> great time to it's buy them. It's a great them. time. You could still. I could still ride my bike to the post office. That is a plus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. You you did uh, a version of your weekend jam with uh, with Alan Stone featured. I on, did on that track. That how is another serendipitous thing. Yeah, how did that work out? Oh man, uh, I met Alan back in like 2000, I think around 2012, 2013. Me and my my friend were just the ultimate Alan fangirls. And this <laughs> <laughs> I, I hadn't even released my first EP at this point. Uh and I was just getting started out. But I was just like not like obsessed in a creepy way, but just like I just thought he was so cool and like loved his music and saw him his first concert and was just like you know when you just have that that excitement about an artist, which doesn't happen very often. And yeah. You know, you're not jaded about it. You're just like, yeah. So that's how I felt about Alan. Uh, and we kind of, we ended up meeting a couple times and like exchanged numbers. And uh, I kind of like would reach out to him with some advice on music stuff. And not like annoyingly, but just casually. <laughs> and uh, and then eventually our worlds collided uh, because Maria's, Maria Moss's partner Steve Schwatkins uh plays keys with him and so worlds collide we see each other more and uh I'm trying to make this a nutshell story uh I I get invited to his like he puts on a a a small festival in Washington every year it was called the stone family field trip stone family field trip and he asked me to go up and sing a couple songs before his set, and I sung Weekend, and uh, he's like, I love that song. And fast forward a year later, I'm in Switzerland again with my friend Johnny, and he's like, Haley, you know, I don't know why you never, he kind of was on my case, he's like, why didn't you ask anybody to do a duet with you on any of these songs on Golden Days? Like, like shame on you for not including anybody in your album. And I was like, oh my God, you're right. I'm a terrible person. And I, and he's just like, well, what are you going to do about it? And I'm like, well, we're still mixing. So maybe I could like text Alan or something. <laughs> and I, and actually I think the song was already mixed and but I was like, screw it. I'm just going to see if he wants to do it. He probably won't respond. And he didn't respond for like a week. And I was like, fuck, I knew it. I blew it. I crossed ah! the line. <laughs> I crossed the line. <laughs> and then finally, he just got back to me and he was like, yeah, sorry, life's been crazy. I'd love to do this. Uh, I'll just like record the vocals and send them to you. And that's what happened. <laughs> that's the story. Was it uh, pretty wild to get to get to hear him singing on your track? 
It is so, it, it's so fun. I When I first heard it, I about peed my pants. I was just like jumping up and down and just, it was a, like one of those other kind of full circle dream come true bucket list moments. And I just really respect Alan and um, how hard he's worked to, to build his career over the years. And I, I definitely, yeah, felt unworthy of, of the gesture in a sense, but it, it's still, I don't know. I, I just really appreciated it and I love how it came out. The song. Yeah, definitely a cool, uh, cool addition to the record, which has a lot of different dynamics on it. Lots of different feels. I think you, uh, you nailed it. Thanks, man. I think yeah. Gus Berry, Gus Berry nailed it too, man. He pulled me out of my shell quite a bit to with this record. Is he the one that mixed everything and and produced it? Yeah. Yep. Gus Berry. Right on. Yeah, he's, um, he's the best. Well, we're gonna get into a track that does appear on that record, which is Teardrop Canvas. But this is a stripped down version from this uh, these Abbey Road sessions that you just did. Yeah. That, uh, that you are, I guess, if this was Friday, this would be the the release day for this this EP. Yeah. It's a, a technically it's a full length full length boy. Oh yes, yes. And and it comes out this Friday. Yep, the whole album. So uh, this is Teardrop Canvas from the uh, the Abbey Road sessions. London sessions. The London sessions. <laughs> this is ruining everything over here. <laughs> That's okay, forgive me. It's the virus. It's the virus. (laughs) Hush now, my darling, I'm out of my mind. Let me pretend that I am just fine. Denial seems to hurt less than the truth. You see me dying, but I love my hell. Doesn't scare me, I know it so well. Denial always catches up to you, like it's always been in front of you. All I need to breathe 
back Your speech is raised offensive to an art But you are such a warrior You find your way around Tell me things I need to hear Though I can't stand the sound Teardrop So how did the how did this situation line up for you to get to record some some songs out in London? Yeah, so this all kind of came about when I was finishing up my 2019 uh, my first year of tour in 2019, and my manager had had set up a show for me there, um, so I flew over there and found out that the show was canceled <laughs> because the headliner something she had a family thing and so she she had to cancel the show and I was like well shoot <laughs> I guess I just kind of have a few days to walk around London but it's kind of a bummer because it's fairly expensive here <laughs> and I was kind of hoping to you know come out on top but, but my manager was like you know, Haley, I have a little thing I'm trying to happen for you. But I don't want to tell you yet because I don't know if it's going to happen. And I was like, what? What are you trying to do? And he's like, well, okay, I'm trying to get you like a couple hours at Abbey Road Studios. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, what? How? How do you have these? Who do you know? <laughs> and I don't know who he knows. But it by another serendipitous thing... Um, somebody last minute and this like does not happen like I don't even think Abbey Road clears out any time for an artist who doesn't have like a big label team or like you know I have my manager that's that's it we've been working together for a while but you gotta like you gotta know people and I don't know I don't really know but basically somebody canceled and we jumped on it and ended up with five hours in studio one which is kind of hilarious because it was just me recording and it was the it's the biggest studio I think in the world or something <laughs> like that <laughs> it's like where they record all the soundtracks for fucking Lord of the Rings and James Bond and you know squeeze all the symphonies and orchestras in there and then so it it definitely was like we had to work with this environment, but in a way it was, it was perfect because, um, uh, I wanted to have a space where I could just kind of create that, that depth with my voice and not have it be small and compressed. Like I, it almost worked out for the better to, to have that room. Yeah. Were so. you just like in awe walking around this place and walking in? 
yeah, it was super surreal. Like, it didn't really, I it didn't even feel like it was happening, honestly. I was just kind of like trying to be casual about it. Like, oh yeah, this, this is just another studio. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. And trying not to be like super fangirl of, over it. But They made a, full, a few cool records here. Just, just a, a few. few. <laughs> yeah, just a couple. No, but I... I was really, I was pretty nervous, but at the same time, I, I was really inspired, and the engineer that I worked with um, was really great and supportive and patient with me when I was being super a perfectionist about everything, and uh, it's actually funny, the night before I went into the studio, I got terrible food poisoning. Like every twenty minutes, I was throwing up, and it was happening for like three hours. And I don't know if you've ever had food poisoning like that before, but it exhausts you so much. And you know, I was so worried because my throat was just screwed after that, and so I somehow managed to to squeak out all those songs after that. <laughs> Pulled it off. Yeah. <laughs> Crushing it under pressure. And then yeah. you have you have like all these different elements going on. You're just kind of like thrown into this room with the an engineer that you don't know too. And I yeah. can imagine that that could go bad ways as well. So that's cool that you were able to connect with that person and make that thing work. Yeah. I mean, I also had... Um, my manager and his wife and my partner, they were all there in the in the studio with him. And so I definitely had people to to be honest with me and tell me like if I should do another take or um, just kind of be my a comfort zone for me too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, but it was man, it was crazy. but basically yeah, basically I just had five hours and I was like, I'm going to record as many songs as I possibly can because how often do I get to do this? Yeah. <laughs> and it was, yeah, it was pretty much just everything that I had been playing on the road, which was a mixture of old songs um, from old from EPs and singles. I hadn't released Golden Days yet, so I wasn't really promoting those songs but I was still playing them so it's it's sort of like half golden days half when you lit the sky various singles and kind of this weird batch of my songs but I I think that's okay I think that that's fine to to put out like these versions of songs that I've released in the past yeah I think it's rad because it also just gives people a real sense of what you're doing for these more solo shows too Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think that um, one of the things that I've struggled with on the road being on my own, um, you know, I haven't I haven't done a great job of getting um, getting tours put together for my band. Um, I when I go out and open for these bigger artists, they they don't want a band. First of all, they they always want solo. And so I've I've had to really hone that in. And I've never had an album that is that. I've always had like my full band stuff and people come up to me at the merch booth and they're just like, so do you have like what I just saw? And I'm like, no, I just have this, but it's still really good. And they're like, 
I want to hear what you just did. And then they like walk away and don't buy anything. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell? So anyway, it's, it's nice to have something that reflects what they see. Yeah. And it's rad that you get to, you do get to throw some older tracks on there too. Yeah. Just so you can have some, some more updated versions of those. And obviously songs that you've gotten comfortable playing over time and can really kind of slide into and and i don't know like the the version of sideways that you did on there mm-hmm. is fucking great oh thanks man yeah so it's i think it's rad that you have like a mix of both of the things and i don't know it seems it seems like it was good timing for you to have the opportunity to do this thing after you've been hustling so hard and playing so many solo shows where i would imagine that some of your your nerves of getting the most out of that five hours are able to be put aside because you're pretty confident in what you're doing. Is that yeah. fair? I I think so. I think that coming off of a tour and then doing that was so beneficial. Like I, I don't know about most people, but for me, even going like two weeks without playing a show or even practicing or singing very much. And then, and then I go to my studio and I'm like, okay, I got to play through some stuff. It is really like you get rusty really fast, but, or I get rusty really fast, but I also pick it back up pretty quickly. Um, but it is nice to kind of be in that, that performance shape and then go into the studio. Yeah, definitely, definitely captured like I feel like the raw energy of of a live solo show of what yeah. you do, which is very cool. And I would imagine that's part of getting to be in that bigger room and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. I, I listened back to some of those tracks that I did and I, I play some of them different now. And I'm like, man, I wish I was playing it like this then, or I wish I had, played it better because I know I could do it better now but like musicians are crazy and we're always gonna think that with anything we put out like oh it could have been better oh you know yeah absolutely um it is what it is it's a time capsule did you keep most of what you performed or was there quite a few that you ended up throwing away or cutting uh I only cut one song it was a cover and I did it was like, I think it was the last song I recorded and my voice was just shot and none of the takes that I did, I was really that happy with. And so I was, I was okay cutting it to eight songs. Um, yeah. Uh, I definitely also was really adamant about having it be completely live. Um, and not going back in and editing things together. Like I didn't even play to a click track. I just, I just wanted to feel as free as I possibly could and, and raw and, and just kind of in your face about it. I didn't want it to be produced. So that is also really hard to do when, when that kind of pressure is on you and you're, and you, then you start getting in your head and you're like in the middle of a song and you're like, Oh, that could have been better. And then like you psych yourself out for the rest of the song. Yeah. And then you, yeah, like it's, you kind of have to like channel yourself into this, this space where you're just in it and you're not judging any of it. 
And then when you're done, then you kind of are like, okay, do I feel like I could do better? Yes or no? <laughs> yeah. It's a very yeah. fuck thing when you start just uh, just nitpicking while you're actually doing the thing and just yeah. completely pulling your uh, yourself out of it. Mm-hmm. Been uh been making a lot of DJ mixes at home. Yeah. And uh, it's just like you can be 20 minutes into this this DJ mix and then one thing goes wrong and you're just like, well, all of this is ruined <laughs> and moving forward from there. It's <laughs> like it's just a fucking mess because I'm just my head has completely been pulled out of like what was happening. Yeah, dude, there's something to be said about just being in it sounds so hippy dippy, but like just finding your flow and, and sticking in it for as long as you can and and try and just like showing up to that kind of creativity without judgment and i think that that's where every creative person like wants to be all the time because i think what stops people from even starting is that they're already judging an idea before they do anything <laughs> or yeah. like or, or yeah but or they're just like my voice isn't in good shape it's i'm it's gonna sound bad or like anything you know we're we're always trying to sabotage ourselves in some way and so the fact that you even got through part of a mix to applaud yourself <laughs> for that <laughs> but trying I to move urge forward you. but it doesn't really work out it just pisses it, me off when it's like Maybe the last two, I was just like, oh, I'm going to wrap this up after this track. And then that last one happens. And I'm just like, well, this whole thing is ruined now. Oh, man. I want to hear these tracks. Where can I hear them? Uh, you know, I'm working on, you know, posting some things. Working on some some uh, some live DJ quarantine sets. Just try, <laughs> trying to figure out how to get some, like, a decent audio to stream on the, uh, uh, the old oh, Instagram, you know? God, yeah. That is a challenge. Yeah. That is. Yeah. Uh, well, I, 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 I believe in you. You can do it. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> your confidence. Um, yeah. So what do you, what, what's like your, your moves to be made now that you're just kind of in this standstill where you can't play shows? Is it, is it still a time where you're trying to even plan tours or is it too hard to do that while everything is getting shuffled around so much with, all the dates that people have to make up. Yeah, I, I'm not even. No, I. I wish. I, I think that even reaching out to booking agents right now is not going to be fun. Seems like, crazy, right? To like it's crazy. Like up. I. I don't even. Yeah, man. I. I don't know how people are planning anything, but I. I know that once things calm down, it'll. The the time will come for for me to start figuring that out but that's not right now I think right now I'm grateful to have a project to focus on and I have a lot you know to do um to I have a lot going on with that like that's keeping me busy it's keeping me focused and um in the in the world of streams and social media like I'm grateful to have I'm grateful to have that I have a project but yeah um but yeah, you know, with live stream stuff, I'm like finally doing my first live stream and I will tell you it's it is hard. I'm actually doing a I'm not doing an Instagram or Facebook. I'm doing a stage it because they people can donate to your show like 
without having to exit the app and go to their Venmo or PayPal or maybe they don't have Venmo or maybe they don't have, you know, it's like they can actually pay you directly if they want and tip you during your show. Um, so I thought that just this once I would do kind of a show like that. Um, and I also worked really hard on getting the audio sounding good. Like I have the sound, not I'm not just singing into my desktop computer. Like I'm right. singing into a mic, which is going through my preamp, which is going into a mixer. And, you know, like I really wanted to make it sound good. Is it going to look good? Probably not because streaming is fucking hard unless you have like a really nice camera and you know how to do all that. That's just not my world, man. Like <laughs> that is a whole nother world. For sure. And I don't know. I think it's cool right now that people are trying to do shit like that. And even yeah. seeing even seeing some of the larger artists that aren't even doing what you're talking about as far as like dialing in a sound or anything to see like a big musician doing an Instagram live on their piano or something is yeah uh, it's an, isn't it wild to see that you're just like this my whole our whole lives we were like thought to believe celebrities were these like what's the word I'm looking for just magical creatures that didn't live normal lives and and with social media obviously that's changed but now with this quarantine like it, it's just so funny like celebrities are being super vulnerable and i don't think people are as used to that absolutely <laughs> yeah it's, did you see cardi b's post the other day uh which one <laughs> exactly <laughs> coronavirus coronavirus shit is real you know no, there's she, a song now like the coronavirus oh, song i am it's not just surprised it's just sam it's just her being sampled over beats well, it's like on all of the streaming platforms already. <laughs> Unreal. Oh God. I'm sure it's the most TikTok song. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I know I sh I just watched one of her she's like at her she's talking into her computer and and then she's just like her nails are just like so long and she just like has a mask on and in her house. I don't know why. And <laughs> And she's just like talking about her opinions about what's going on, and like she's just being serious, but in her own funny way. And at the end, the very end of the video, she just says like ever so slightly, she goes, "Oh fuck, I'm high." <laughs> <laughs> I'm just perfect. like that is great. <laughs> um. Well, I appreciate you jumping on the phone with me and uh, chatting about your tunes more. Yeah, I'm sorry for cussing so much. I just realized I said fuck so many times. Oh, uh, no, this is a very uncensored podcast. There's probably going to be at least one to two fucks even in the intro of this thing. Okay. So you're <laughs> you're very much in the clear. Um, <laughs> you don't have to worry about that here. Okay. Wonderful. Um, oh, no. But I'm I hope... Still... <laughs> I hope that you sorry. stay sane over there. You know... I think I'm going to be okay. Um, me and my fiance, Eric, just decided to get a puppy. Uh, we're crazy, but it, we're doing it. It seems uh, like people are making that move right now. And I do feel like this is the time to get a puppy because you have the I'm time to, to like, hopefully, you know, really put some time in and train it and all the good stuff, you know? Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to have my first child. I think it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be a great. Uh, it's gonna put me in my place. I I don't know. I think 
we we feel like we need something to keep us we're responsible but like we want something to challenge us in that way anyway yeah that's very cool i yeah i'm excited and i i also hope that you do really well these next couple of weeks dan and that you find things to keep you motivated and happy and just yeah don't I think that we're all just trying to not go down a deep dark hole. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's what we're that's what we're all doing. Uh, I hope that you're able to uh, find some inspiration to to write some quarantine tunes. Oh man, I'm I'm working on it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I also love the aesthetic of all the stuff you've been putting out from like the Golden Days record and the uh, the new record as well. That stuff Thank all you. looks very cool. Thanks, man. That's that's my fiance. Yeah, Eric <laughs> is crushing all of that, so tell him to keep crushing it. I will. I will. Um, <laughs> also, when you put out that that uh, deluxe edition of Golden Days, uh, I really dig that Perfect Life track. Oh, I dude. feel like there's a lot of like there's a lot of angst in that track, and I fucking dig the fuck out of it. <laughs> um, fun fact: somebody may or may not be releasing a remix of that soon. Okay, cool. Well, people <laughs> should look for that to may or m- maybe come out, you know? Yeah, cool. <laughs> um, I'll put all the links in the episode notes so that people can uh, follow along with your tunes. And I definitely encourage people to check out all of your music on the streaming services. And uh, I've been trying to tell people this is a great time to uh, support artists and buy their, their merch right now while they're not able to play cool. shows. So, Amen. Um, we end every episode with the guest saying the tagline for the show, which is it's a program. So if we could get the, uh, the Haley Johnson, it's a program. We can properly sail this thing out. All right. Do I say this is Haley Johnson or you you can do whatever, however you want to do it. Okay. Friends stay safe, stay home, love each other. This is Haley. This is a program. (laughs) She nailed it. Everybody. (laughs) Um, we're going to play it out with Feel the Water from the, uh, from the new record, the new Live from London Sessions from that beautiful Abbey Road studio. <laughs> and uh, I was super stoked that you did this one because it's definitely one of my favorite tracks to see you perform live. And it's much different than the, uh, the initial recording of this song. Oh, yes. So super pumped on this one. And uh, once again, appreciate your time. Hang tough. <laughs> and uh this is feel the water from Haley johnson check out this new new record that's out everywhere and Woo! uh there's tons of videos on youtube to check out of Haley as well and uh that's it everybody that's the jelly jams that's it thank you dan you're the best thanks for uh, listening thank everybody you. and we will catch you on the flip side portland yeah you dream of better One restless run away You keep pushing the brakes and stay Do you wanna feel the water Hold your breath and fall right under 
Okay, friends, stay safe, stay home, love each other. This is Haley. This is a program.